Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. It may be possible to catch monkeypox by eating meat from an infected animal. We've got that story, plus digital IDs are rolling out worldwide. But first, Nobel Peace Prize winner responsible for at least three genocides, Henry Kissinger says Ukraine must give Russia territory. A long read by Ambrose Evans Pritchard via The Telegraph. Veteran U.S. statesman Henry Kissinger has urged the West to stop trying to inflict a crushing defeat on Russian forces in Ukraine, warning that it would have disastrous consequences for the long-term stability of Europe. The former U.S. Secretary of State and architect of the Cold War rapprochement between the U.S. and China told a gathering in Davos that it would be fatal for the West to get swept up in the mood of the moment and forget the proper place of Russia in the European balance of power. Dr. Heinz Kissinger said the war must not be allowed to drag on for much longer and came close to calling on the West to bully Ukraine into accepting negotiations on terms that fall very short of their current war aims. Negotiations need to begin in the next two months before it creates upheavals and tensions that will not be easily overcome. I, I couldn't do that impression, the whole, the whole quote. I was, Ideally, the dividing line should be a return to the status quo ante. Pursuing the war beyond that point would not be about the freedom of Ukraine, but a new war against Russia itself, Kissinger said. He told the World Economic Forum that Russia has been an essential part of Europe for all 400 years and had been the guarantor of the European balance of power structure at critical times in those 400 years. European leaders shouldn't lose sight of the longer-term relationship and nor should they risk pushing Russia into a permanent alliance with China. I hope the Ukrainians will match the heroism that they've, that they've shown with wisdom, he said, adding with his famous sense of realpolitik that the proper role for the country is to be a neutral buffer state rather than the frontier of Europe. The comments came amid growing signs that the Western coalition against Putin is fraying badly as the food and energy crisis deepens and that sanctions may have reached their limits. We're seeing the worst of Europe, said German Vice Chancellor Robert Habeck in an angry outburst in Davos, accusing Hungary and other recalcitrant states of paralyzing attempts by the rest of the EU to craft a full-fledged oil embargo. James, is Habeck, he's mad at countries for not being bloodthirsty enough, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as they go on to say in the next paragraph, Mr. Habeck, who doubles as econ economy minister, said Germany is more or less ready to endure the shock of a total cutoff in Russian oil imports but others want to carry on as if nothing had changed. I expect everyone to work to find a solution and not to sit back and work on building their partnership with Putin, he said. So yes, essentially, Germany, uh, European unity consists of Germany lecturing and haranguing everyone else about doing whatever they think is going to be beneficial for their interests. Surprise, surprise. Um, but thank you, James, for pointing out that this article is from Ambrose Evans Pritchard at The Telegraph. I didn't actually even look at the byline, so I didn't even know that. I'm, I was reading this on Yahoo Finance, and I'm like, this is a surprisingly good and detailed article. <laughs> so now <laughs> I feel slightly less uh, embarrassed about that fact. I really will encourage people to read through the whole article. It is lengthy, but there's a lot of interesting information in here and put some certain things into perspective, like when they quote Eric Cantor, who is described as former housewhip and a key figure in the sanctions policy against Iran, saying, We have got to have multilateral support. We are already being accused of weaponizing the world's reserve currency. Even allies and friends are starting to ask, If you're using it this way, 
we too could one day be subject to these sanctions. Yeah, yeah, you think? Exactly right. So how do how can we possibly get people to, to calm down about this? I know, let's press even harder and farther and faster. Yes, it is an insane policy, and it goes through this in a lot of detail and ends up talking about the OECD and OPEC states and all of that kind of geopolitical brouhaha. Um, but I just wanted to draw attention to this article because it is in-depth and it does uh, raise some important points, including, of course, Kissinger on the side of his old friend and old buddy Putin, of course, as usual. But I, I, it really does get into some important uh, aspects of, of this entire conflict and putting it in perspective. And it really did hit me again this week with full force. We really are in the changeover of world order. There really is such a thing as world order. And there really has been a world order in place since the end of World War II. And uh, it wasn't perfect, certainly. But in the changeover, we start to see this craziness. And the unthinkable becomes thinkable. And you, we know they are waiting we, they have been waiting for many, many decades now to spring the new world order on everyone. So this is the transitionary phase. This is what it looks like. And we can see even more aspects of this coming out of Davos, of course, where we see George Soros has also weighed in. Ukraine invasion may be start of third world war, says George Soros. The invasion may have been the beginning of the third world war and our civilization may not survive it, he said. The invasion of Ukraine didn't come out of the blue. The world has been increasingly engaged in a struggle between two systems of governance that are diametrically opposed to each other, open society and closed society. And then he went into his open society spiel and harangued of course, China and uh, and Russia, Putin and Xi for being dictators and the closed society and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, talking, pointing towards, gesturing towards the coming war, as did General Milley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, um, predicting grim future of deadly great power wars fought in cities. This from antiwar.com where Miller identi um, sorry, Milley identified Russia and China as the growing powers America will face in the next generation. We are facing right now two global powers, China and Russia, he said, as we are entering a world that is becoming more unstable. The world you are being commissioned into, speaking to a graduating cadets at the uh, United States Military Academy, the world you are being commissioned into has the potential for significant international conflict between great powers, and that potential is increasing not decreasing. And he goes on to talk about the way that that uh, struggle will likely be fought. Um, so again, this is, of course, in the air right now, the great power struggle, the wars, the changeover in world order, what this looks like geopolitically, what it looks like economically. There's a lot happening right now, as I'm sure everyone out there notices. And I think it is uh, important to at least be keeping track of what the the old guard of the New World Order crew, like the Kissingers and Soroses, are trying to push the younger, the younger people, like that sprightly 83-year-old in the White House or whatever he is. <laughs> so we're trying to push them in one direction or another. There's some interesting things going on right now. I think we need to have our fingers on this pulse because uh, things are happening so quickly right now. Well, the actual kind of sprightly youngins here in the States, the squad, the super peace progressive crew, oh no, they've they've signed off on multi-millions for war. Bernie Sanders, AOCIA, they are all down for more war. General Milley, was he the one that, I think he used to play football with Rachel Levine. Um, well, I have to, well, I'll, I'll fact check myself on that. James, we, you and I have talked about this off mic, even just sort of as it related to sort of sillier cultural, pop cultural things. The dominant political social structure of our entire lifetimes and a couple of generations even before us, 
are yeah are all drastically drastically changing especially since the last six years again there's always got to be this catalyzing event to get people to sort of to do it to to activate them as it were but yeah i guess yeah not only is yahoo's fantasy sports coverage great they've got top level geopolitics now way back james in 2018 at davos pfizer ceo albert borla hyped the so-called elites on his wi-fi microchip pills saying imagine the compliance so repeat after me, I shall never scoff again at so-called conspiracy theorists. I will listen and remain open-minded that perhaps what they're saying is actually happening. That's coming from other journalists now discovering the things crazy dudes have been talking about for 20 years. Which brings us to our second segment on this New World Next Week, episode 485. Is, I'm thinking we're going to hit 500 episodes this year, maybe right around the 13th anniversary of New World Next Week in October. Of course, if we're not all killed by bioweapons that they make in labs and let escape. Monkeypox simulation results, fictional nation, terror group, massive outbreak. An interesting one from Why on News. Is this event 201 2.0? In March 2021, at the Munich Security Conference, a simulation was run on reducing high-consequence biological threat. The exercise sought to examine gaps in national and international biosecurity and pandemic preparedness. The exercise scenario portrayed a global pandemic involving an unusual strain of monkeypox virus that emerged in the fictional nation of Brinia and spread globally over 18 months. The exercise scenario was on the initial outbreak, which was caused by a terrorist attack using a pathogen engineered in a laboratory with inadequate biosafety and biosecurity provisions and weak oversight. That's the problem. By the end of the exercise, the fictional pandemic resulted in more than 3 billion cases and 270 million fatalities worldwide. In May 2022, this scenario looks all too real and all too scary. Bizarrely, the scenario looked at the period between, oh, let's say May 15th, 2022 to June 2022 as the first scenario with the monkeypox outbreak in Brenia with 1421 cases and four deaths with no international warnings or advisories. Really, actually, good piece from Why on News. And if you scroll, scroll, scroll all the way down to the bottom, you find the good news. And as is often the case with things they try and freak you out about, monkeypox not usually fatal. But interestingly, James, like some of the other classic predictive terror drills we've talked about for, you know, nearly 20 years, such as Dark Winter, the spooks made fake news reports to go along with the monkey games. The fake news outlet in this scenario, they called it GNN, which used to be a thing. Guerrilla News Network, they did good work in the early 9-11 truth days, I think. It's, I know it's true for me and probably for a lot of other folks. That's how I heard about Dead Prez and Immortal Technique in Paris. Don't worry, though. Daddy Warbucks is making it rain. There's still enough tax sucker money even after the $40 billion gift to Ukraine while the rest of America suffers. Biden administration places a $119 million order for monkeypox vaccines that would be manufactured and invoiced in 2023 and 2024. Biden seeks new unilateral powers for World Health Organization chief to declare public health emergencies. James so many synchronicities and rabbit holes and any more. Actually talked about this recently with our buddy Richard Grove on the Grand Theft World podcast. I think any more of the conspiracy bait is like it's baked into the cake. It's baked into the event. Folks might remember 
briefly back in January about the story here in the States about the truck that wrecked in Pennsylvania carrying monkeys. And we all had a good chuckle about not having, oh, I didn't have monkey apocalypse on my 2020 Hellscape bingo card. Pennsylvania woman hospitalized after monkey escapee hisses in her face January 25th, 2022. Funny, the all-powerful news didn't do a follow-up. Less than a month later, monkey lady died. Michelle Lee Fallon Riffle, 51, of Weston, passed away on February 20th. The obituary, actually, I, I looked, the obituary says nothing of, she briefly attained worldwide fame for being the lady who went and messed with the wrecked monkey truck. Another odd tie-in. NHS issues warning to anyone who eats meat as UK monkeypox cases rise. It may also be possible to catch monkeypox by eating meat from an infected animal that has not been cooked thoroughly or by touching other products from infected animals such as animal skin or fur. And finally, gay men could be offered monkeypox vaccine in targeted rollout. If that sounds at all familiar, please insert the Fauci, you're killing us protest signs yet again. James. Yes, baked into the cake indeed. And sorry, I'm just the the headline was hisses in her face, right? <laughs> hisses. Uh <-huh>. Okay, okay. I <laughs> sorry. I, I misheard that. All right. So, <laughs> um hey, anyway, I, I, I keep it I keep it clean. I keep it clean on your next week. Uh, anyway, beside the point. Okay, you're you're obviously pointing to what is happening right now, which is this it's it's the sync up of all of these things that are floating around in the cultural zeitgeist, and we could even throw in some media references. Twelve Monkeys, Terry Gilliam's movie, talking about the bioweapon release that depopulates humanity. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, was that a false flag? Anyway, it's been over 30, not 30, 25 years since I've seen that movie, so I don't remember it, but might might make fodder for a good f film literature in the New World Order in the future. But anyway... Yeah, it's clearly floating around in the zeitgeist right now, and don't worry, though. I mean, you raise the specter of lab-released bioweapons, but don't worry. The WHO in China will be on the case, so we can take this from the China Communist mouthpiece Global Times. Tedros, re-elected as WHO chief, urged to resist West pressure, probe U.S. biolabs in second term. So yes... The Chinese are praising Tedros mostly, except for when he criticized China for their lockdowns, but they're still willing to work with him. And oh, by the way, Chinese experts appraised WHO's efforts to advance anti- uh, praised WHO's efforts to advance anti-pandemic cooperation. Appraised, sorry. Yeah, anyway, um, keep in mind, once again, this is not China, Russia versus NATO or anything like that. It is all of these players at this globalist or new world order table versus you and the who is one of their instruments to do that and they're going to keep you in mortal fear of monkeypox which 99 people out of 100 didn't even know existed a couple of weeks ago but now i'm sure a lot of them are scared to death of it even though they won't quite come out and say that it is only being transmitted apparently by gay sex at this point but it's kind of what they're saying right Anyway, so, yes, everyone should be deadly afraid of this, right? No. Um, case in point, The Off-Guardian just had a post. The NHS just edited their monkeypox page, dot, 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 to make it scarier. So you can read the details about how the NHS is trying to hype this up, and uh-oh, you got to be careful, right, about this new deadly 
problem. Anyway, you're exactly right. This is, it's almost like a playbook at this point. So have the, uh, have the prediction in advance so that the conspiracy theorists will all be all over that and then, and then make it happen and then have all of these, you know, contracts in place. It's like a playbook. And why change the playbook when it worked so well in the past? Let's keep doing it until it stops working, I suppose, is the, uh, the refrain of these, these players at this table. Anyway. No one in this audience is falling for it, but uh, probably, hopefully, there's some good nuggets in the show notes that people can use to pass along to people who might be falling for this latest nonsense. I'm already against the next forced mass vaccination scam. I mentioned last week the breaking news about the pausing of the Ministry of Truth, the disinformation board by the Homeland Security here in the States. And again, had a good laugh about it. But what I didn't know yet at that moment was who they got instead from the Department of Be Careful What You Ask For, DHS to Paul's work on disinformation board, Chertoff and Gorelick to review. Those are Clinton and Bush era ghouls, both intimately connected to that previous greatest psyop in our lifetimes. It's all connected. It's all corrupted. Their strategist said, declare victory over COVID and move on. But the biosecurity state, as we're showing you, is still being built very quickly at times. And like I said, we're, we're, we're mentioning some rabbit holes and some avenues, and we're not even getting into, of course, the other breaking news of possible mind-controlled shooters and the constant gun control rituals here in the state. Oh, that's right. It's an election year. Elections are done over in France, though, as France introduces digital ID days after Macron's re-election. We grabbed this from thecountersignal.com. Just days after winning the federal election, President Emmanuel Macron, former Rothschild bankster, groomed by his school mom at 15 because her son was his classmate while she was married to another bankster. James, that's just some of the other strangeness I was researching while prepping this episode. Macron authorized the creation of a digital ID for France, the Digital ID Guarantee Service, SGIN, signed into decree following his victory over Kabuki enemy Marine Le Pen, which will allow France to be compliant with the European Union's digital ID that they just announced to the plebes last year. All, of course, under the cover of the great new PSYOP. Macron's election victory has set off massive protest, wherein Macron was pelted with tomatoes. It's no pie in the face of Dr. Gates, but it's still worth a larf and a look. France's move towards a centralized digital ID and the corresponding resistance from people concerned with a Chinese-style social credit system is a conflict that's intensifying in many countries throughout the world. Recently, for example, Nigeria blocked 73 million residents just from, you know, being able to use their slave phones, making phone calls for not linking their cell phones to their national digital ID. In Italy, a municipal government just announced it's rolling out a soft social credit score in the fall, the first of its kind in Europe. We're not forcing you to do it. But back in Canada, Alberta and Ontario already rolled theirs out. Saskatchewan recently scrapped their plan to launch one after the citizens said hell no, including James' hardworking, awesome, longtime media monarchy members like The Gardener. We're, we're in some deep stuff, James, when the best news we've got is Kissinger says, hey, maybe not so much war, you guys. <laughs> that, re- that really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Welcome to 2022. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I have some follow-up, including some not good follow-up. So, for example, taking this from a website I'm not familiar with, it's apparently a 
Kenyan news website, tuco.co.ke, Ugandans to have DNA biometric data captured in new electric electronic national ID cards, which starts with the intriguing sentence, Ugandan, Ugandans are expected to have their DNA properties harvested by the government to be used in the development of new national identity cards. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's about right. Having your biometric DNA properties harvested by the government. Um, but, oh, by the way, just a, a tiny little caveat to that, dailydot.com. Deepfakes can fool biometric checks used by banks, research finds. So, of course, the biometrics scam is itself a scam. I mean, the technology itself doesn't even work. Yet still, we're rushing absolutely headlong as fast as we can everywhere in the world. Canada, Italy, France, Uganda, absolutely everywhere rolling out digital IDs. And I'm sure it is happening in your neck of the woods wherever you happen to be li living. So people, I hope, will sh shove into the comment sections their own observations about what's going on in their own locality with regards to the digital ID agenda. But here's one more cookie crumb along the trail. Alibaba is creating a digital ID carbon footprint tracker. Yay, what could go wrong? So yes, this is obviously the bigger agenda. And it obviously ties in with everything that we're talking about. It is the Great Reset. Again, not, not exactly news to our regular audience, but still, this is what's happening. These are the bars of the digital prison. They are being slotted into place right now. Do not think for a moment that they won't pull that trigger if they if they're able to do so. So hats off to the Saskatchewanites out there who uh, helped to ward that off for now, but it's not the end of the struggle, not by any means. It's it's still coming. Newworldnextweek.com has Corbett Report DVDs, Corbett shirts, Monarchy shirts, my radio play about Danny Casalero. I want to say huge thanks to folks who emailed me with leads on my call of looking for land, looking for real estate. Would still love to hear from some folks that might have good property for sale that don't want to deal with a bunch of banksters and a bunch of normies. They can always reach out to me, james at mediamonarchy.com. Other Media Monarchy news, James, we've got an exclusive interview I've been teasing over the last few Mondays. We're going to air it in full on Monday for the Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day holiday coming up here in the States. We talked to an enlisted military major who was refusing the MAGA jabs, and that was what we wanted to talk about. It ended up going way deeper into just bioweapons, bioregulators, excited delirium, red dawn scenarios, and insights on the war on Russia and more. All that and more, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, MediaMonarchy.com. James, that is New World Next Week, episode 485. Awesome. I'll be listening. I'm I'm hoping everyone in the audience will be listening. Uh, anyway, we will be back at it next week. James, thanks for these stories. All right. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Take care.